I'm good. Having fun? Yeah. All right, she's going to do this. Well, you're going to do this. Okay, do you want to talk into this thing? Okay. Good morning, Parma Elementary. Good morning. Last school year, author Ryan T. Higgins visited the students at Parma Elementary. It was an amazing day. My daughter Daria introduced Ryan. He lives with his wife in Maine. Let's give Ryan T. Higgins a big round of applause. Welcome to The Yarn, a school library journal production. I'm Colby Sharp. Today, we continue our Unraveler series with author-illustrator Ryan T. Higgins. In each Unraveler episode, a book curator takes us inside one of their books. Their inspirations, fears, frustrations, triumphs, epiphanies, the whole thing pulled apart. Unraveled. Today, Ryan talks about his picture book, Be Quiet. He'll talk about his relationship with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes in a Half Shell, the storytelling skills of his father, and how he now creates books in his childhood bedroom. Take it away, Ryan. My name is Ryan T. Higgins. My publisher is Disney Hyperion, and we are here talking about Be Quiet. Be Quiet is a very wordy picture book about wordless picture books. I mean, I think it started off with the idea of, of making a wordless picture book, but then maybe it turned into the idea of making a book about making a wordless picture book. I can't remember exactly what happened. I know that as soon as I introduced those mice, they sort of took over. It's about uh, one particular mouse named Rupert really wants to make a wordless picture book. And he has two very talkative friends named Thistle and Nibs. And they keep trying to introduce ideas into the book, uh, and the whole time they're talking. And so they just fill the book with words. I was lucky to test out the first draft on a few audiences of kids, and it was kind of neat. It was like having a test audience. So uh, I would I'd read through the book. If a joke didn't get laughs, I gave it the X, and then I'd add in some more jokes. The feeling the book can capture is, has a couple things. Frustration, one, when you want something to go a certain way, you know, and it just goes in a completely different direction. I know that's what uh, Rupert's trying to get out. He's trying to get the wordless book, and it doesn't work out that way. The tail end of college, I did, and I guess you'd call it an apprenticeship, um, with a guy named Steve Levine and he was one of the original cartoonists for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics. Um, and so with him, I, I made comic strips for a local newspaper, and I would meet with him and we would talk about comics and just just kind of talk about a bunch of stuff. And um, But he, he kind of, he, he was uh, from this mindset of um, self-publishing. So the Ninja Turtles, I don't know if you're aware, they were, they were, there was four guys that did the whole thing. 
uh, for the first, I don't know, however many years. In fact, I think right now it's just a few guys that do it. But so they, they wrote them, illustrated them, had them printed and sold them. They did all that stuff on their own. And so I knew I wanted to make picture books. Um, and I kind of came at it from that angle of having all of his knowledge and expertise at um, indie publishing comics. And I wanted to give it a try for picture books. So I didn't I didn't go out and there were lots of services you can get, like you can pay for services to publish your stuff. Um, but I decided just to do it the way they did it. And so I found a printer, I had them print it. And um, that it took a little while for that to become my full-time job. Before that, I was doing landscaping. So for a few years, I was mowing lawns and digging ditches and um, slowly transitioned over to basically being a book salesman during the school year and I would make a book in the summer. Um, and so there were a couple years where I would do about 100 school visits a year. Uh, and I would, do them, I would do them for free at the time, and I would just sell books. And it, it's surprising how many schools will invite you in if you're free. Um, and then you know, word of mouth kind of got around. Um, then my wife and I started uh, a family, and being gone for 100 days out of a school year is uh, it's a bit of a stretch. I felt like a trucker. Nothing, you know. Trucking is a great profession, I, but I didn't want to be away for so long. So I started looking for a traditional publisher, and my f I got an agent, uh, and my first book got picked up by, uh, by Dial. And then that, that went okay. That went really, you know, it, was, it was well received by critics and stuff, and then there's a few years where things slowed down for a bit. My agent, Paul Rodine, and he's a magician. And so he, he talked Disney Hyperion into thinking my work was pretty good. And uh, that was how I got the contract for Bruce. Yeah, so my dad, um, my dad has a very similar issue, even worse than I do. He, he uh, has trouble reading. He, he reads, but it takes him quite a long time. Um, when I was a kid, he would, uh, we would have all these books that, that we liked that my mom would read to us but when he read them to us he would make up a story to go along with it and those were even better than the books so I remember uh, uh, Papa Bear and the Great Bean Race I don't know it was just a it was yeah. a he would get a Berenstein Bears book out and he would make up a story to go along with it I mean the book was great as it was but um, so I grew up with my dad telling me stories and so I've always loved telling stories um, so it's, I, I when I write a book down it's I'm verbalizing it in my head and just trying to write down that's what Editors are great because I have terrible grammar in my writing, and so Rotem, my editor, is uh, she hides that from the world that I have. The, I can't spell a thing. I have terrible. I never know where to put commas. I try to um, break things up into little chunks; otherwise, it seems just insurmountable. Um, uh, so if I'm doing it, I illustrate a lot more than I. Illustrating takes a lot more time than, than writing does for me. So on a typical illustration day, I just I start at 9 and I work until lunchtime. And then I usually take a break and play with my kids and have lunch with my kids. And then I go back to work until they come up and get me. Usually my wife sends somebody up to get me around 5. And then I come down and make supper. And then we just spend the rest of the day together. And when they go to bed, I'll work a little more sometimes, depending on my deadline. My wife and I bought the house that I grew up in, and so uh, it was the house my dad built. Um, and it's actually in the neighborhood that his dad grew up in, which is in the neighborhood that his parents grew up in. So the Higgins family's lived in this little section of Maine for, 
I guess it's the fourth generation, right? Something like that. Yeah, fifth generation. Anyways, a while. So anyways, I, um, I work in my childhood bedroom right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Yarn. Thank you, Philip Stead, for creating our theme song. A huge thank you to my co-host, Travis Yonker, who edited this episode. Did you know that Travis spent some of his childhood summers working for a builder? Picture that. Travis, screwdriver, hammer, nails, crowbar. Man, that guy can do it all. Additional music for this episode comes from Gillicuddy via the Free Music Archive. If you have an idea for a season or episode of The Yarn, send us an email, theyarnpodcast at gmail.com. We're very serious about that. We are currently looking for an amazing story to tell across multiple episodes next year in season three. Email us, theyarnpodcast at gmail.com. Our second season happened that way. Someone listened to the show, had an idea for a season, sent us an email, we jumped all over it. Can't wait to hear about your ideas. I'm Colby Sharp. Thank you for listening. Right? Yeah. All right. So you know it's my job as an author to be a rhinoceros no terror partner. No. No, that's not true. I am an investigator for overdue books. No. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm a debt collector for overdue books. No, no. I make books, right? That's what I do. Yeah. So for my job, I hang out in my studio all day, and I get to write stories, I get to draw pictures, I don't have a boss, and I get to work in my pajamas.